In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. For the one and only, Ian Wright. Nobody loves scoring more than this man, Ian Wright. Put your testicles in the sea gap. And no one worked harder than Ian Wright. But then again, it's not often you have to compete with the likes of Ian Wright. It's Wright's territory. He is the governor in these parts. This is Ian Wright, and you can guess the rest. Uh, unfortunately, you guys just get me again today. Not much I can do about it. Obviously, there's a lot going on in London. Uh, so we here at the Paul Brown Podcast send our best to the royal family for the passing of Prince Philip. I'm sure Paul's out there getting some great content. Jack is touring this country, I should say country of England. So just me today. We are uh, going to chat a little bit about some day three defensive end prospects. Now, truth be told, I when going through this tape, I picked about five guys that I just think fit the mold of what the Browns are looking for. You know, we've, we've discussed this now a couple times. The Browns have a type. They have a, a profile of a player they're looking for when it comes to their defensive ends. And when we're talking about somebody that's going to come in now, we're not talking anymore about DN2 prospects. We're not talking about DN3 prospects. We're talking about guys that are going to be going and they're going to be battling the Curtis, Curtis Weavers, the Shoeless Joe Jacksons, you know, the Cameron Malvos. These are guys that are going to come in. You maybe like a trade or two or something that they do. Maybe there's one trade that you're like, you know what? I like what I see there. Maybe, you know, there's a guy that just has that profile that you're like, man, really can Chris Kiffin make this guy into something? So that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today. Um, you know, we've covered a lot of the guys from day one and day two. So now we're going to move along to day three or the diamonds in the rough, the gem, so to say, of the draft. In terms of guys who are looking right around that third, fourth round bubble. So we're talking about, you know, guys that potentially will get pushed out of day two. So we're talking maybe earlier in that fourth round. There's really a couple guys that I like there. Um, not all of them are going to be for the Browns, so to say. The first one is a guy by the name of Dio and Dengbo. He is a defensive end out of Vanderbilt. He is 6'5", 285. So Odengbo is an interesting guy. I'm not 100% sure if the Browns will give him an extended look. This is a guy that played D-end in a 3-4 in college. So, you know, you're talking about maybe kind of more like what the Steelers type of run, if you're familiar with their defense. I'm not really projecting him much as a 4-3 right defensive end, so to say, or even a left end. Now, he is a guy that has versatility to move inside. So maybe if they look at him and say, this is a guy that can rush the passer from the inside. Like I said, he is 6'5", 285, relatively good tape. Um, he did suffer a torn Achilles in the training process in January of 2021. So he's likely out. So I should, I, I should have probably just started with that and said, like, this is a guy you're not going to see this year. He's going to sit out this year. And he's obviously somebody that you're projecting, but in terms of day three picks, you know, remember Jeffrey Simmons was a guy that kind of dropped uh, Dio and Dengbo. He projects more, I think, rushing from the inside at that 285 number. So, you know, maybe if they look at him and they say, hey, man, he's got a pretty big frame. Like maybe we can move him into a three or, a, you know, a flex five uh, technique, defensive tackle, defensive edge. He's a guy I think, you know, you could possibly look at there. The other guy, Rashad Weaver, 
Rashad Weaver is six foot four, 259, 260 pounds, um, a little older. He'll probably be closer to 24 by the time the season starts. That's probably, I know we talked yesterday a little bit about Jack and his age discrimination, but I think this, that could be a little bit of a flag for the Browns. Um, also had an ACL injury in 2019. This is a guy, he doesn't do anything good or he doesn't do anything great. He does a couple of things. Good. He's pretty balanced overall. You're probably not going to spend too much time on this guy. He's efficient at the point of attack, decent against the run. He lined up opposite of Patrick Jones, uh, who's the other defensive end from Pitt that's draft eligible. I just, I don't see him. Rashad Weaver's a guy I've seen his name out there a few times. I just, I don't think he's going to be making his way to the Cleveland Browns. I just don't think he fits what we're looking to do. So now we'll get a little bit further down into day three. So now we're just going to go through a couple of group of prospects um, that I've seen. Quincy Roche. So this is a kid started his career at Temple, six foot two, 245 pounds. I think right there, you can pretty much know he's too small. He's just not, I don't think that's what you're looking for in the Browns. And listen, maybe Andrew Barry proves me wrong and drafts a couple of these guys, but at 6'2", 245, I think he's a sub package guy. Athletically, RAS score 6.38. He'll be almost 24 by the time. So the one thing you're going to notice about these cropper guys, all these guys are going to be in the 22, 23, almost 24 range. And that's just because they're four and five-year starters. These are guys that if they were more talented, they would have come out already, but they did everything they could to rack up. You know, Roche was a guy, 30 and a half sacks. Most of those, let's see, 26 of those were actually from Temple, lined up opposite of Jalen Phillips, third team all ACC, runs a 468. At 245, 468. I just, I don't see it. So Roche is a guy I think we can cross off the list. I just don't see him being around more. I mentioned about Patrick Jones, the guy who lined up opposite of Rashad Weaver. This is a guy, 6'4, 261, will be about 23 at the time, 6.28 on the RAS score. So, you know, it's solid. I think that he has also kind of a linear type of rush. I only watched one game on him. I wasn't all that impressed. I think you're talking about a guy that maybe if they see a trader too, they can go out and maybe grab him in the fifth. I mean, we're talking now probably getting into the fifth and sixth and seventh rounds. The guy's got decent length. Like I said, he, you know, was 261, 64, 70 point or 70 and an eighth in the wingspan department. He plays hard. I'll give him that. I mean, the one game I watched, he, he plays hard. He will just go. Sometimes he overruns the plays. I noticed that a lot. He's got a couple of traits that maybe you like, but he's a guy, I don't think scheme wise, I just, I don't see him. So now for this next crop of people, we're just going to talk about a couple of guys. I'm not going to go too much into depth because to be fair, we're looking at fits now in terms of I've watched, I'll, I'll kind of tip my hat and who I've watched here, but just kind of going through the crop of guys, we're talking about Charles Snowden. We're talking about Chauncey Golston. And we're talking about Jordan Smith, Jordan Smith out of UAB, Golston out of Iowa, Snowden out of Virginia. Snowden, I don't think he's coming. 6'6", 243, too small. Also, he's going to be 23 and a half. I, he's going to be one of those stand-up guys, maybe on a 3-4 where he has length. I just don't see him being for the Browns. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time on him. Chauncey Golden, Golston, this is a guy, I actually think he talks Browns to me, right? This is a guy who... He's not your bend the corner type of rusher guy, but you're talking about a guy who's six foot four, 270 pounds. Um, he is over Jack's age threshold, but you know, most of the time I don't put much weight into that. This guy, the, the, his biggest issue is he just plays high, you know, being at Iowa, I went and watched him play a few times. He can be effective, 
But at times, I think what happens is, is maybe he gets a little bit outrun. Talking about a four, eight guy in terms of the 40 yard dash. So he's not like a speed guy, but in terms of his wingspan, he is, his wingspan is 84 and a quarter. So you're talking about guys, a guy with a monster wingspan. He's an effort guy, you know, but again, we're talking fifth, fifth round picks. We're talking six round picks. So I like the fact that he's an effort. So I'll give a different standard to these guys than I do like those first you know, 60 picks, so to say. So Golson's a guy, just a team captain, high character guy. You know, those are the type of things you're looking for there. He's going to come in, he's going to compete. But like I said, at this point, the Browns roster has so much talent in certain areas that you got to show up and you got to perform. So this is a guy, like I said, not all that explosive, but I just think very heady, consistent in college. I think he's a guy that maybe could develop into something. So Chauncey Goldston is a guy that I keep, keep an eye on. Jordan Smith, UAB, 6'6", 255. I need to know a little bit more about his frame. I think that this guy has a lot of potential. You'll see, you know, his, his mass right now isn't where I want it to be. He is over, you know, he is over 23, but we're talking about a guy that redshirted his first year, then missed the season. It was, he was at Florida. There was this, he got suspended. If I'm not mistaken, there was a credit card thing. I'm not hundred percent sure the full details on that. So then he transferred to a community college where he didn't play. Then he came to UAB in 2019. So this guy has taken the long road to the pros, but he's a guy, if he vets out, checks the boxes in terms of, if you know, football is something that he wants to do and he's willing to put his head down, you know, and, and focus on the game. He was effective for UAB. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He started off actually in, uh, as a linebacker, you know, so if this is a guy they think can put on a little bit more, a little bit more mass, you know, at six, six, maybe get him into that 265, 270 range. Maybe you got something down the road, but, uh, Jordan Smith's a guy to take a look at Cameron sample, uh, six, two, two sixty seven senior out of Tulane. Um, he's young. He's 21, a little bit over 21 and a half. So he kind of fits the mold in there. Did play four years of college football, racked up 10 and a half sacks, um, 21 tackles for losses. So relatively decent production out of him. This guy, I'm not a hundred percent sure where I project him in terms of what his ideal role is. Um, I think he has a decent size to him. Um, his speed to power is there. You can definitely see that. I think play discipline, sometimes he can struggle in. You'll notice what will happen is, is he'll actually get washed inside. So there's a few things. I mean, but again, I, I can't reiterate this enough. We're talking about day three guys. We're talking about guys. Maybe you just have a little bit of interest in a couple other guys. I'll just mention Dalen, Hay- Dalen Hayes from Notre Dame, uh, 6'3", 253, too small for me. Chris Rumpf, six foot two, 244, too small for me. In terms of some guys, maybe late, let's talk about, Josh Kando. So Josh Kando, six foot five, two sixty, kid out of Florida State. He'll be just under 23 in time for week one. This guy is a super long guy, 81 and 81 and 78 wingspan, ran a four six five at his pro day, eight sacks in his career, 16.5 tackles for losses. Um, I think you're definitely looking at this guy in a four three, but he's a project. One of the big flags on him is injury. And just a couple, you know, another guy, I think if we're talking mold, 6'5", 263 out of Florida State, Janarius Robertson. This is a kid. He'll be, you know, a little over 23. But again, we're talking about guys, this guy redshirted in his freshman year and then played four years at Florida State. Eight sacks, not a ton of production. This guy is a big frame. You know, part of that big frame 
is I, you'll have to maybe check this out. I don't know if there's one longer. He has the longest wingspan. I think of anyone that I looked at, this guy has a wingspan of 86 and a quarter inches. So, I mean, this guy, massive hands, you know, so you're going to have a lot of power. When you have arms that length, you can generate a lot of power. power. This guy started for three years. Um, I think he has a lot of traits you can look at. So that's, again, what we're talking about. We're talking about a guy that is inconsistent on tape. We're talking about a guy that has a couple, you know, traits that you're looking at instinctively. I think he's lacking a few things there, you know, discipline wise, he struggles. And when you put on the tape, there's not really a ton that you're going to look at and go, wow, I, that's something I really have to have. But again, six foot five, 263, long, you know, relative four, six, nine on the 40 and long arms. He's a, he's a shot. Like you said, you're trying to find the diamond in the rough. And I think that's one of the things that when we talk about, you know, we, we got the Porter Augustin or you got the, you know, Curtis Weaver, Shoeless Joe Jackson, these guys that are going to compete for that lower end of the roster spot. You know, none of these guys are going to step foot in Berea on week one and just ultimately be the guy. We have to train our brains from going into this mindset where, we instantly think these draft picks have a chance to start because we need to start a development program. You need to get the guys in there where they're able to figure out what they're good at, what their role is, learn from a guy like Miles Garrett. I mean, think about all these guys. They're able to get in there and just say, hey, what do you do? What is it? How is it, man? I mean, it can't, it can't be said enough when you have the guy, when you have the defensive end number one on your roster. When you have a guy, say, Janarius Robinson that comes in and he's just a sponge to Miles Garrett, that's kind of what you're looking for. I don't think any of these guys are sexy. I mean, I don't think there's, you know, the next Robert Mathis or Kyle Williams. You know, we're talking about guys that were picked in that day three that just turned out to be these home runs. Trust the Browns. They're going to do their due diligence. It's one of those things where I think what will happen is, is once they take a guy that they like, I think we'll be able to piece together one of the reasons that I think they liked them, you know, I'm sure we're going to see some similar traits. We're going to see body types. We're going to see maybe length, maybe it's speed, maybe it's first step. Maybe it's guys that they've perfected the bull rush, but that's about it right now. And they got to learn that complimentary move. So these are just a couple names to just keep your eye out on um, when it comes time for the draft, which blink and it'll be there. We're 17 days away from the draft. So appreciate everything you guys do. So if you have any questions, shoot it to us. Outside of that, we'll see you tomorrow. Go Browns. Just